J.C. Corcoran Podcast. getting warmed up happy to see you again don't be nervous don't be rocky you're our teenage guest is jockey now and let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look did that voice inside you say i've heard it all before it's like It is Friday, March 18th, 2022, 243 days remaining in our American system of government as we have known it. How you doing, kids? It's JC here at jconthelinecom Well, the rain is very appreciated today because it washes away the urine from the streets of St. Louis following yesterday's St. Patrick's Day celebrations and the inevitable nature's call which uh, oftentimes results in somebody saying, look, I got to go like now. You don't seem to understand. I can't wait in a line. And like I said, along comes the rain. It's part of God's 
ecosystem working here today. Thank you, baby Jesus. Everybody's talking about these Indiana cheerleaders last night. God, you know, it really was entertaining. If you haven't seen it, you'll see it all day today on cable news and everything like that. Somebody took a shot last night and the ball went up on top of the backboard and they couldn't get it down. Now that happens from time to time. If you have ever watched basketball, you've probably seen it happen. And and usually they come along with some sort of long pole or something like that and they stick it up there and they loosen the ball and it comes down and they continue to play well this was on top of the backboard way up on top of the backboard and they couldn't get it down and they were all standing around the game i guess could have continued i mean they could have continued to play but then they would have had to accept defeat you know it's standing there going yeah we can't figure out how to get the damn ball down let's continue to play while it's just still up there now they weren't going to be happy with that so they tried everything you could Along come the Indiana cheerleaders, and they do one of those mounts where there's like three people standing on everybody else's shoulders. It's like a circus act or something. And, and the chick goes up there, and she's like the third person on top of somebody's shoulders and pulls the ball down, and the place goes wild. And I should also say it was really funny because the play-by-play guy described it as if it was you know like part of the game or something, so he got in it too. It was very, very funny last night. But that's the thing about cheerleaders. You know, it's one of those things that we just accept, but I'll bet you, but I'll bet you, if you had season tickets to like the Billikens or something like that, and you went to the games and they just said nothing, but they removed the cheerleaders, it would probably be five or six games before you even noticed. Maybe the first time you would notice is not during anything involving the game where the cheerleaders are supposed to be leading cheers, which is a total misnomer. When's the last time some cheerleaders started cheering and the crowd just followed in? It almost never happens anymore. So there, it's a misnomer. You're not leading anybody's cheer. You're just standing on the sidelines doing your thing people are watching the game they're not really necessarily paying any attention to you the only time they pay attention to you is a stoppage of play or you know they break for commercial for whatever reason and then the cheerleaders go out there and they have some routine that they do and it's just a way of killing the time for two minutes while you're waiting for the commercials to be over and then come back but but then you're not really leading cheers you're doing some sort of dance routine so that's not leading cheers either and it used to be like in college, for example, and in high school, for that matter, you just got, you know, the 10 or 12 prettiest girls you could find who had at least enough coordination. And, you know, girls are sometimes sort of very gangly and awkward at that age. That's just a physiological uh, fact of life. But find the find the 10 or 12 prettiest girls you can find in the neighborhood, in the school, and put them in the little cheerleader outfits and get them out there. That's what cheerleading used to be. And I think I enjoyed that more than this thing now, which is some bizarre combination of gymnastics and tumbling and death-defying acts. And there's you're always reading the stories about, you know, somebody, a guy was supposed to catch the cheerleader when she falls backwards and misses and she breaks her spine and ends up in a wheelchair the rest of her life is really worth it my answer is hell no and then on saturday afternoons in the spring and summer you can't drive down manchester road 100 feet without a bunch of cheerleaders standing there on the side of the road demanding that you pull in and get a car wash so they can go to cheerleader camp and truthfully if you're living in that neighborhood your parents probably have enough money to send you to cheerleader camp so why do you need my money but i'll say this 
if you're a male and you're, you know, having some sort of sexual fantasy, cheerleader is a pretty good place to start. Oh, Mr. Greenfield. You know, that's a pretty good place. I would say that dental hygienists, nurses once in a while. But I've been in the hospital so much lately that I don't I don't really want to see anybody from the hospital industry for the rest of my life, to be honest. Flight attendants, thats uh, that can be good. That used to be good when flight attendants were all like, you know, 25. Now flight attendants are 125. And I have no problem with that, by the way, because, you know, that's not fair for a woman to lose her job. And there's lots of male flight attendants. I understand that. But it, 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 it's not fair that a woman should lose her job because she's getting older. It's bad enough that that goes on in television and electronic media. It doesn't have to happen in the airline industry, too. But as I said, you're going to be watching that Indiana cheerleader thing all day today. And it, I have to say, it was very, very entertaining. More entertaining than a lot of the games, if you want to know something. Well, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is throwing down the gauntlet. They are refusing to take Dolly Parton's name off the nomination ballot. They respectfully argued against her claim about not being qualified while complimenting her incredible talent and humility. Those are their words. Also, they already mailed out 1,200 ballots. That might have something to do with it, too. Arnold Schwarzenegger recorded a nine-minute video to the Russian people and to the Russian soldiers in Ukraine in order to tell them the truth about the war that their government is keeping from them. He even used the example of his father, who was a Nazi in the Second World War and who lived the rest of his life with pain and guilt and he said quote i don't want to have you be broken like my father end quote the video was uh, translated in russian and also english it is arnold after all all right we started the podcast talking about weather with the rain coming down um this was interesting dave murray pointed out that he sees something quote unquote in a crystal ball you know in the radar for next weekend specifically the 25th through the 31st let me just see something here 25th is yeah 25th is friday so a week from today he said just uh we're just putting it on the table right now because this thing is a week out and a lot of things can happen but at least the way it's looking right now is that there could be something shovelable now he didn't say this is going to be a 10 or 12 inch snowstorm but he but he did say you know next weekend probably friday 25th through the 31st, there could be something gurgling in the atmosphere. Keep that in the back of your head. You know, winter still could have one last gasp here. It would be nice to get the snow out of the area. See, as we're going to be playing baseball a couple of days later at Bush Stadium, the Redbird Express. For those of you in Illinois and Metro East, that is something that you have relied on every season to go over there to Fairview Heights and then get the ride in and the ride home after the game. And I got bad news. It ain't happening anymore. And it's not happening because they can't find any drivers. So I don't know if that's a situation that can be improved between now and April 7th, which, of course, is opening day at Bush Stadium. So we'll see whether or not they can find some drivers. But other than that, you have to figure out some way to get into the ballpark. I've not said anything about this. This is my first public acknowledgement that uh, something has been going on behind the scenes with regard to me and my talking to you every day. 
If everything goes according to plan, going to have a fairly significant announcement to make next week. The podcast isn't going anywhere. The podcast is going to continue to be here regardless of anything else that I do. So don't worry about that. The podcast continues. But there could be something, shall we say, additional taking place with regard to me talking at you every day. And that announcement could be as early as next week. I mention that because electronic media is one of those industries that is constantly changing. And we've known for a long time that radio listening is declining, but that's very deceiving to hear that story. Well, you know, radio listening is way down. Yeah, well, it's way down from like 98% of saturation of the overall market down to about 86%. 86% saturation is pretty good, especially for an industry that is cranking out the shit that they've been cranking out for the last couple of decades. So am I surprised? No. I'd be surprised if listening wasn't down, considering the fact that radio stations have a playlist of like 350 songs, 350 if you're lucky, 350, and just keep playing the same songs over and over and over again. They talk about their library. We have 10,000 titles. We have 10,000 songs in our library. Yeah, but you maybe you play them once a week. The rest of the time, trust me, it's the same 350 songs. And they throw in what we used to call in the business a spice cut or a St. Louis classic or something like that. They throw those in every once in a while to distract you from the fact that when that song is over, it's going to be fucking cold as ice again, which is a song, you know, I don't know if I ever liked it because it's stupid. Dana Carvey was right. It sounded like the guy was making it up as he goes. She's as cold as ice. Paradise. Said it the feeling wasn't nice. Come on. Oh, geez. Look at this traffic here. Station Road, an 18-wheeler uh, crash with a van. They're working to get some uh, first responders up there to respond to all of this. And we'll keep you all updated as we learn more about this crash. But right now, uh, things are pretty backed up. So make sure you look on your map for a different route if you can. Yeah, and that's eastbound as you travel this morning on I-70. And this eastbound 70, for those of you listening, right at 7 o'clock when we publish this thing, watch out. Man, oh man, that looks terrible. Anyhow, meanwhile, back at the ranch, um, it turns out that uh, a new study indicates that 39% of American households, which is a lot, 39% of anything, don't have a home radio don't have a radio at home like a used to have like a tabletop radio. Bose radios used to sell for four hundred dollars. It's selling them for eighty eight bucks now. So you hear that and it's like, well, there you go, there you go. The radio industry is over. Well, no, that's not really it. It's just that for a lot of people, Alexa has become the new radio. So people are still listening to tons and tons of radio. Obviously, streaming and that sort of stuff has cut into the broadcast industry by quite a bit. But a lot of times that listening is just their favorite radio station. They're just listening to it streaming rather than listening to it off an actual radio. So, we, you know, I grew up with transistor radios, you know, a little four by six little box. And you'd carry that thing everywhere. You'd hold it up to your ear and you'd get an earplug and you'd be taking that thing to bed at night, listening to the baseball games when you're supposed to be asleep. So now people are doing that with their phones. And when they're at home, it's off a computer or off a Siri or Alexa or whatever. Another reason I point this out is because 
is because the last radio station I worked at for five years, just like for the final year, they walked in one day and they said, we're just not, we're not streaming anymore. Like, what do you mean? It costs too much money. We have to pay these royalties to the bands and to the musicians and everything. It's too much money. So we're not streaming anymore. I looked around the entire country for an FM music station that was not streaming and I couldn't find one. So in other words, I had the good fortune of being the only schlub in the United States of America that ended up with a radio station management group, and I use the term loosely, in their infinite wisdom came up with an idea to save money that also cut off about 60% of my audience and made it impossible for anybody to listen to the radio station if you're outside of the broadcast pattern, as we call it. And because the transmitter was, I don't know, in Memphis or something, somewhere down south, that meant a lot of people could not pick up the signal. So digital listening has become a very, very, very big deal. Alexa, they say, has become the new transistor radio. And every time I say that word, mine goes off. Why, Alexa? Not you. It's a different Alexa. Don't talk back to me. Now I expect her to say, don't talk back to me by Arcade Fire. Playing now. On this date in 2013, I did my first show in Houston. When I moved down there, that was an ill-fated trip. Boy, did I get creamed financially on that thing. Bought a house and everything, and they ended up changing the format and firing everybody on the radio station in less than a year. I just got creamed financially on all that. On this date, 1993, Ann Keefe started trouble for me. She went around the entire building and told people not to talk to me. I came down the elevator with Bob Hardy once. Hi, Bob. How you doing? Hey, I heard that story you did today about such and such. Where that, that was interesting. Did you Tell me a little bit more about that. And he just stood there and looked at the wall and refused to even acknowledge my presence. You know, the management of the radio station, this woman was out of control. You imagine that? Can you imagine that in any other business or industry? Somebody going around the entire building saying, This new person that we just hired, don't anybody talk to that person. But that's what she did. And that's what started the whole absurd and ridiculous 53 days or whatever it was I spent at the 50,000 watt clear channel voice of Delmar Gardens. Chuck Berry died on this day in 2017. I, I've said this before. You know, sometimes you put up pictures on Facebook or whatever. You'll throw back Thursday or just something that you put up for whatever reason. And I could put up pictures of me with George Clooney or John Goodman or Roger Daltrey or Ringo Starr, all people that I've met and that I've had pictures taken with. And I can put all that stuff up. But my out-of-town friends, I put up a picture of me with Chuck Berry and they're like, get out of here. Get out of here. You really met Chuck Berry? I go, I, I, I knew Chuck Berry. Chuck Berry knew me. They just can't believe that. Sometimes it is necessary to go outside of your sort of hometown bubble and get a perspective on where you live from the people who don't live there. It can be very useful. Tomorrow, Saturday, on that date in 1985, I went on my first date with at that time, the lovely consumer reporter from uh, Channel 5, Ann Thompson, who went on to great things, and you watch her on the NBC Evening News all the time. Very, very proud of what Ann has built for herself. We're still pals, talk every once in a while. 1992, took my first trip to Mesa, Arizona, and then Sedona. Oh, my God. I could go on for days talking about Sedona, Arizona. If you ever get the chance, go. It'll. It's just one of those things that will change 
your life. And on tomorrow's date in 1997, it was our final trip to St. Petersburg for Cardinal Spring Training. The Cardinals would end up moving to Jupiter, Florida the next year. Coming up on Sunday, on that date in 2004, it was one of those trips we got to go free to Disney in Orlando. They called us up and go, hey, we're doing this whole anniversary thing. Bring the whole radio station down. We'll do everything. Just come on down and we'll provide all the equipment, all the guests, all everything. We'll take care of everything. All you have to do is show up. And we're like, who do we have to kill? So we got on the plane and brought the whole show down. And it was something like the 50th anniversary of Disney or something like that. And so uh, it turns out that we were not the only people who are broadcasting live word quickly spread that Regis and Kelly were on the property and that they were doing their show from Disney world in Orlando. So now you had like, I don't know, 50 radio station people all clamoring, trying to get at Regis and Kelly. And the answer was no, they're not doing any interviews. So I picked up the phone and called New York where our pal Eric Mink was still working for the New York daily news And I knew that he and Regis were like best buds. I mean, they really became close friends while Eric was working for the New York Daily News. So I called Eric and I said, hey, we're down here and Regis and Kelly are about 700 feet away from us, but they won't let us get access to them. Is there anything you can do? He goes, let me make a call. I swear to God, 15 minutes later, I get a call from the PR people from Regis and Kelly. Hello, Mr. Corcoran. I'm like, yeah, but you can call me JC. Who's this? Because I'm the PR person for Regis and Kelly and uh, they would like to talk to you. Is, are you are you available today at, uh, you know, uh, two o'clock? I'm like, absolutely. So Karen Kelly and McKenna and I, they, they picked us up on a golf cart and took us to the other side of the property and out of the trailer, here comes Regis and Kelly. Kelly, probably before you were even born, you don't even know about this. This man standing right next to you did a show in St. Louis. Yes. What years was that, Regis? Uh, it was 71 to 74, and it was on Saturday night, and it was called Regis Philbin Saturday Night in St. Louis. And it was a lot of fun and a highly rated show, and it was a live show most of the time. And uh, I'm glad some people still remember it. Now, now, what was it like, and what do you remember about the city of St. Louis? What were your hangouts? Who did you hang with? I mean, did you have celebrity, local celebrities that you kind of hung with at that time? We went after the show to the top of, um, what is the, uh, the restaurant? Well, it used to be the Clarion Hotel. Really? Yeah, that cylindrical one. No, it wasn't that one. See, you don't even know your St. Louis. You know what I mean? You missed a big shot there on radio. You don't even know St. Was it the Ramada? Early days, early days, yeah. And uh, we'd go around, you know, and we'd go up there, have a few drinks, a little dinner was great. Just just like now? Just like now. Kelly and I always get drunk. By 10 15, we're. 10 15, we're on the floor. We're whacked out of our mind. We don't know who we are. Yeah. Kelly, how did this job and how did Regis, how is he different? than what you were told it was going to be like working with him. He's not different at all. He's exactly how he is. I mean, he doesn't... What did they say about me, Kelly? What? What did they say? What does he know that we don't know? He doesn't change. What you see on camera is what you see off camera. That's it. That's it. And the other big difference from doing a local show like you did in the 70s in St. Louis, you do those local shows kind of on a shoestring. There's like 150 people running around here. What did they all do? Please believe me. We can't figure it out. (laughs) Around here, there are 150 people. But up in New York, we have like about eight people on our staff. I've always done a local show. When I started my local show, I was it. I booked the guests. I produced the show. I flew them down PSA into San Diego. I seated the audience. I did it all. 
They stayed at the house with you and Joy. That's it. <laughs> but, you know, we, I've always been able to do it on a small... In fact, I think it's easier that way. There's less confusion. There's less people bumping into each other. And you're, you're more apt to get things done correctly. Kelly, the last time we saw Regis, it was in the Bahamas. I don't even know if you remember this. You were working for Lifetime Cable at the time. Yeah. And you were doing some stuff. The Boathouse Restaurant right across from the hotel. Yeah. And at that time, it was kind of a small production staff. At that time, my career was doing great. You were on Lifetime. Now my career is in the dumper, and you're doing great. And that's the way it should be. <laughs> I can't think of a more fitting ending to that story. You in the dumper, you got a bigger staff than I've got here. You're talking about us? Who are all these people hanging around you, fixing your hat, yeah, putting your yeah, sunglasses yeah, together? Yeah, yeah. That was the Cable Health Network, right? Before Lifetime? Yeah. Uh, right around the time Lifetime was born, out of the Cable Health Network. Yeah, I had a cable show, and I enjoyed it very much. Yeah. It by, and by the way, Kelly, we have it on good authority that the New York Daily News today, Eric Mink's column, that's our yeah. buddy, does the show with us, is writing a great story basically saying that the people at ABC might be out of their minds for maybe thinking about cutting back on Millionaire. Okay. I think that uh, there, there, there is no network without Millionaire. I think that it's been proven time and again that Millionaire has saved the network. It's the only show worth watching. <laughs> Look at Regis looking at you. <laughs> He's the king. He's the, stop sticking me with that cattle prod. He's the king. <laughs> where, where does that all stand at this point? Actually, it's it's left. Uh, you know what? They don't have to make a decision until next May. You know that. That's when they make their final decision. Somebody backed this poor executive against the wall and said, "Can you guarantee?" There are no guarantees in television when you're seven months away from determining what your next year's schedule is. So he said, "I can't guarantee it," and there aren't many shows that he could guarantee anyway. So uh, that's start of the whole furor. Regis and Kelly, Channel 4, 9 o'clock, right after we get off the air in St. Louis. And, of course, Millionaire on ABC 30. Guys, thank you very much. Have a great time in Orlando. Thank Thanks you. a lot. We, we love St. Louis. I remember it as being one of the great cities I ever was in. And the sports fans there are just the best. Thank you, Kelly. Thank okay. you so much. Those two could not have been nicer to us. And after you're around Regis for a little while, you start talking like him. And the key to doing a Regis is you give yourself a little bit of a nasal quality. And every once in a while, you just yell. Thank you. And good night. All right. Birthdays this weekend from Maroon 5, Adam Levine, 43, Dane Cook, one of the unfunniest people in show business, 50, Queen Latifah, 52, Vanessa Williams, 59, Mike Rowe, host of Dirty Jobs, 60, Irene Cara from Flashdance, what a feeling, 63, Andy Reid, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, turns 64 tomorrow, Bruce Willis, 67, Harvey Weinstein, 70 and Glenn Close, 75. I think she's older than a lot of people thought she was. Sunday birthdays, Kathy Ireland, McKenna, and I interviewed her in the lobby of the Ritz Carlton, and she was sort of a zit. She was just, she was too tight, way, way too tight. Holly Hunter, she's a party at 64. Spike Lee did a couple of one on ones with him. He's a fascinating guy. You got to be careful what you say to him and how you say it. 65, Carl Palmer, who I just saw about two months ago, opening up for the Alan Parsons Project. He's 72 today. Bobby Orr, Hockey Hall of Famer, 74. Pat Riley from Brooks Brothers, I think, 77. And Hal Linden, I had no idea he was still alive. Barney Miller, 91. A couple of things to watch for this weekend on Hulu, the series premiere of Life and Beth. It's a comedy starring Amy Schumer and Michael Cera. you got uh, also on Hulu starting today, Deep Water, a psychological thriller. Ben Affleck and Ana de Armas as a married couple playing dangerous mind games. 
on Apple TV starting today. The series premiere of We Crashed. Jared Leto and Anne Hathaway is the founders of the co-working space We Work, which was once valued at $47 billion before tanking hard and losing billions. I think I'm going to watch that. On Disney+, Plus, the Cheaper by the Dozen remake, Gabriel Union and Zach Braff. Of course, you've got March Madness all over the place, American Idol. On Sunday night, also on Sunday night on NBC, 8 o'clock, two-hour special, an audience with Adele. And the rumor is that when her show ends, Ellen DeGeneres is going to be giving out millions of dollars in bonuses to her staff, which should just about cover the therapy. And with that... We say the J.C. Corcoran Podcast for Friday, March 18th, 2022, 243 days remaining in our American democratic system of government as we have known it. We are here every weekday morning at about 7 o'clock, give or take a couple of minutes. It's absolutely free. Everything is archived, so if you miss one, you can pick it up in the archives. You can email me, jc at jconthelinecom Facebook, The Showgram with J.C. Corcoran. We're in the top 10 of all podcasts in the country. And we appreciate the, the fact that you have spread the word. Please continue to do that. And as I said, uh, maybe as early as next week, we could have an announcement that I think is going to please many of you. So stick around for that. Have a great weekend, everybody. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye! The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.